Hey, this is a Richard Sherman podcast brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy, the official fantasy partner of Caesar Rewards. To all my PFF listeners, it's time to get hooked up when you play. Get a $10 bonus when you deposit 10 by using the code PFF at registration. Just download Super Draft and start playing games like Super 15. Get your hands on some cash prizes, Caesar Rewards credits, and more. We're even hooking you up with free PFF Elite subscription when you sign up. Just download the Super Draft app on Apple or Play Store. Use the code PFF when you create an account, deposit $10, and get a free PFF Elite subscription. The offer is only eligible for new accounts. Sorry, everybody who's already subscribed, but new accounts, it's exciting. Super Draft paid fantasy contests are available in 34 states. Must be 18 or older to play. Paid contests in most states. Visit superdraft.io for all eligibility restrictions. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. Don't you ever talk about me. Picked off. It is Richard Sherman. It's picked off by Sherman. Now, buckle up. Here he goes. And it is intercepted by Richard Sherman. Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast with my guy, Mitch Eisenstein. Later on, we're going to have Gabriel Davis on of the Buffalo Bills. Fantastic guest. Went for 201 yards in a divisional against the Kansas City Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Can't wait to have them. Mitchell, what's up? Rich, we had a heck of a weekend. We've got a lot of news uh, taking place today. It seems like... Um... You know, we're going to start with the breaking news, and that's Tom Brady's retirement. Seems like Adam Schefter wildly jumped the gun on it, and uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but um, I figured, you know, Tom Brady deserves to have the final word, and today he gave that final word. Richard, I want you to give one word that you would describe Tom Brady with. What, what would be that one word? It'd be greatness, you know, as simple as cliche, but that's it. You know, I mean, for a guy to, to have the kind of success and, and have the the aura and the facade and the reputation that, that rightfully deserves, um, it's greatness. You know, the, the there's never a game you see him in that you feel like he's out of. You know, every game, even if he's fourth quarter, you know, down two touchdowns, you think he has a chance to win it. He's won the most Super Bowls. He's number one in just about every statistical category from wins to starts to to touchdowns to yardage et cetera et cetera and he obviously played the longest but um he deserves the the utmost respect i mean this will be the probably the easiest first ballot hall of fame um in the history of the game richard you had the opportunity this year to to play with tom and i know you've been against him for a number of years made some iconic plays against him um you're going back to the UMAD bro, back to the Super Bowl, et cetera. But, you know, what was it like? What, what, did you see anything different from him playing with him for this final season? Um, no, I mean, I don't know what it looked like any other season in the locker room, so I can't compare it to anything. But uh, I, I think he was incredible. You know, he's an incredible teammate. He takes his time to, to speak to every guy, to have conversations, to check on guys, to help guys in any way he can, whether it's helping him with the TB12, you know, massages and, and functionality, or if it's helping him mentally and giving him tips and tidbits that he has from studying tape. Um, he's just a fantastic person and a fantastic teammate, you know, and it was cool to see that in person and, and you get to share a locker room with him. Did he give any indication that this would be his final year? No, he didn't give any indication to us. Um, but, you know, he didn't deserve – I mean, he didn't owe us anything. You know, he didn't owe me an explanation or owe anybody. You know, a guy who's played for 22 years, and uh, 22 years of doing anything is a long time. And uh, he gave the game everything he had. He gave the team and gave the season everything he had. So that's all, you know, it's all you can ask for him. And he deserves to spend time with his family and enjoy the next chapter of his life. The conversation's already been starting about who's next. You know, everyone thought it was going to be Patty Mahomes and, you know, Josh Allen. Is this Tom Brady's record of seven Super Bowls unbreakable? I mean, seven Super Bowl wins is going to be tough. You know, I, it's tough to put to, together that many great teams, and it's tough to put together that many runs, as you see with the 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 Chiefs and you know the the great run and the the dynasty that everybody's like they're unstoppable, they're unbeatable, but they only pulled one Super Bowl out of it. You know, they've been to, to four NFC championships, but only pulled one Super Bowl out of it. Um, and it just goes to show no matter how talented you are, no matter how good the team is, it's, it's tough to win a Super Bowl in this league. 
And I mean, it's going to be really difficult for, for anybody to break that under the current circumstances. Where does Tampa go from here? I mean, is there a quarterback on the roster that you think is next man up? Do you think they go for somebody uh, proven vet like a Jimmy G in the off season or, or how do you see it folding out for, for Tampa this off season? I don't know. I, I, I obviously think they, they still think they have a window championship window. So I think they, they're going to go championship quarterback. I don't know if they have the funds, um, the salary cap to really go after a guy in free agency, like a top guy, like a, like a Aaron or, or Russell Wilson or, uh, or Deshaun Watson, even, you know, his salary may be sure. But I think that may be a route they, they explore. I'm sure they'll explore every Avenue. Um, I don't think they want to go with a rookie, um, or draft anybody and expect them to come in and, and really take them to a super bowl. Uh, so expect them to go to veteran route, whether it's through trade or free agency. It'll make a ton of sense. Uh, Rich, we have an absolute, I guess you and I were talking over the weekend after, after the Niners got knocked off and the Rams and the Bengals were the confirmed participants in this uh, year's Super Bowl. Absolutely wild to see a new fresh face in the Cincinnati Bengals. It's crazy to see the city of Cincinnati just going absolutely berserk enjoying the Super Bowl first time in, in years. I don't shoot. I don't even know the last time they made a Super Bowl, but what is it about this Cincinnati Bengals team that allowed them to reach this and I guess knock off the giant of Patty Mahomes and the Kansas city chiefs. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. You're you're, you don't know what you don't know. And you, you, you don't fear what you don't know. You know, if you never see, if you walk into a dark room and you've never heard of a boogie monster and never heard of a, a, seen a scary movie, then you have nothing to fear. You walk in with pure confidence and they walked into to Kansas city with, without fear because they didn't know any better. You know, they've never, they've never been to the playoffs. So they've never gotten sent home. They don't know the pain of defeat in the playoffs or how that feels. So there's no fear in the back of their minds of damn, the season may be over. Like, Hey, they're playing, uh, expecting to play to the next game. And uh, and they played with that fearlessness. The quarterback played with a Super Bowl swagger. He played with a swagger all year, um, and I think that kind of was was infectious. And it and it and it, and it wore off wore off on uh, uh, it spread to the rest of the team. And I think they really fed off of him. And they played confident defensively. They played opportunistically. Von Met Bell made an incredible um, interception, but. Uh, it, it, they, BJ Hill made an incredible interception. Those two plays really turned the tide of the game every single year. I mean, I don't know about every year, but it's gotta be a high percentage of years. There's always a team in a division that goes from worst to first, right? I mean, the Niners, when you joined the team, weren't they last in the division at that point in time? Right. And then you guys moved in that direction and immediately went to the Super Bowl. Here we are again. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals were in the dumpster no longer than 12 months ago. Right. I mean, they had two top five picks, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar chase. And you know, we talked about it, you know, that they could have gone Penny Sewell. Their, their offensive line is an absolute train wreck, but they elected to go with Jamar chase. And that has proved amazing dividends for them. Uh, but why is it that every single year there always seems to be this worst to first team that comes out of nowhere? Uh, because I mean, it just shows that the NFL, it's a, it, it anything could happen any given Sunday. I always say it, but any team, you know, any given year, it's, it's sometimes it's just the right pieces like Joe Burrow figuring it out. Jamar Trace coming on, you know, putting those two pieces in there made a huge difference. Um, Hutchinson um, being gotten free agency, you know, just changing the defense and the dynamic and, and adding that kind of pressure and pass rusher on defense. And it, you, you know, some teams feel like, Oh, we're a player away or we're two players away, but they truly were, you know, truly were a couple players from, from being in the Super Bowl, and, it's also the coaching, you know what I mean? Another year for him, the confidence that the ownership and management showed in, in the coaching staff and gave them another year after the first couple of years they had. And it just, it, it, everything kind of came together for him. And it's cool to see. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the city of Cincinnati. Is there any other team out there right now that you think could have this Cincinnati roadmap going into next season? I mean, we talked about it the other day, Detroit, Detroit. I mean, if they, they're, they're not a bad team and you could see, they beat some really good teams down the stretch. Um, and they really showed some fight and some resilience. And I think, you know, they can start to figure it out. Maybe they're not going to go from last to the super bowl, but I think they got a chance to make the playoffs next year.
Yeah, no question about it, especially if Aaron Rodgers is not in the division anymore. That thing is wide open. Correct. Speaking of that division, um, there's news that the Minnesota Vikings are now bringing in Jim Harbaugh uh, to interview uh, tomorrow. And there's a lot of speculation around the Metro Detroit area in which I live that um, he's gone. You know, Mike McDonald, the D.C. for the uh, University of Michigan, went to Baltimore. And, you know, now, I mean, why would John Harbaugh, his brother, take the DC from his brother at Michigan. So there's a lot of speculation. Do you think Harbaugh uh, should return to the NFL? Do you think he can find success again in the NFL? I know you love him. Right, right, right. So much, so much. Um, I think, I, I don't think he has anything left to prove in college football. He took Michigan to the playoffs, um, won a big 10 title. Uh, and, and that's what he came to do. You know, he wanted to prove that he could beat Ohio state. He did that. I think he did all three things in one year. And I think, um, he proved his point. I don't know if he has the coordinators out there waiting for him that he did once did. You know, I think Greg Roman in San Francisco was huge. Vic Fangio, <clears throat> who's available now um, after being fired in Denver, is huge. Now, if he brings them back and he somehow gets Pep Hamilton, perhaps, um, and has those coordinators that he's used to having, has Vic, then sure, sure. I think he'd return to the NFL in a heartbeat because that those things matter. You know, those things have a have a huge, huge to, um, effect on how much success they have. And I think if he gets those coordinators, uh, he'd feel good about returning to the NFL and, you know, Minnesota has a lot of talent, um, and a quarterback who, who, who makes some mistakes, but, but can get the job done at the end of the day. It's definitely going to be a, a wild next couple months here is teams start to hire, you know, the new head coaches that they've uh, been interviewing, but the Harbaugh's name on that list is, is still somewhat surprising to me. Um, Richard, we've got a big, big game. Uh, Super Bowl is, is set. Uh, you've been pretty spot on uh, all throughout the playoffs. Um, who do you like in this matchup and why? Well, it's, it's, it's obviously, Aaron Donald is going to put his stamp all over this game. And it's, it, can they weather the storm? Can Cincinnati weather the storm of uh, Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd uh, in that defensive line? And uh, I don't think they're going to brush. I don't think they're going to blitz a lot. I think they're going to rush four uh, consistently. And if they can't weather the stor storm of those four, it won't be a very close game. But if they can contain them in any sense of their imagination, I think there's something to be had in the Rams secondary. You know, I think they're very beat up. They're very beat up. That's why they brought Eric Weddle back. Uh, they're very injured outside of Jalen Ramsey. It's not, you know, you're not scared of anybody back there. And um, like we talked about last week, that this dynamic receiving core of the Cincinnati Bengals is going to be known as one of the best in NFL if they can keep them, those three together for a very long time. Um, Joe Mixon is very dangerous out of the backfield. Um, it's going to be one of those situations. If they can keep them off of them, Cincinnati can, can win this game and they can win it comfortably. If they, if they can keep them off of them, if they cannot, um, then I don't expect them to win. Uh, that you know, it seems cliche, seems easy, but defensively, I think they can stop the Rams. You know, I think they match up really well. Um, I think they can stop the run. There's some, 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 there's going to be some fun matchups in the secondary, but I think they match up well with Cooper cup and those guys. Now, obviously they're going to score points. They're going to move the ball down the field. But again, I think Cincinnati has enough to get the stops when necessary um, to win this game. And, you know, if they can contain Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and those guys, I have Cincinnati winning it, but that's a big, if, you know, this whole line, sometimes it looks like a, a screen pass, you know, on normal, normal passing plays. Richard, like I said, they conquered the Giant and the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs had that game handed, like handled completely up until probably the last play of the first half, right? Um, what what happened with Casey? Where do they go from here? It seems like they they have this, and you and I talked about it briefly over the weekend as well. They they either fall behind heavily early in games or get up and have, you know, just kind of don't put the teams away, um, especially in the big games as of late. What happened in that second half? You could hear it, and they talked about it, talked about it. They played so patient in that first half. They ran the ball when they needed to. You know, J Jared McKinnon was having a fantastic game. They they were taking the five-yard, six-yard, four-yard, 12-yard plays, and it was killing Cincinnati because you have to play them to take away the deep ball no matter what. You have to stay there. You have to too high, take away the shot. And 
in the second half, they literally stopped doing that. They stopped, stopped taking what the defense gave them and literally was looking to bomb them every time. And Patrick Mahomes stopped being patient as a quarterback. He stopped scrambling. You know, hey, the defense took away everything. Run for six yards and slide. Run for seven yards and slide. He didn't, he didn't run again. And all those things came back to bite them. They're, they're one half playoff team. And that you can you can look at in just about every game. They may have blown a team out or two, but just about every game, they've only played a good half. They they like whether it's the first half they're getting blown out, and the second half they run back and 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 go crazy and win the game. Or they go crazy in the first half and disappear the second half, and sometimes they hold on to win. Um you can look back to when they played uh Deshaun Watson and and uh the Houston Texans, they were getting beat 24, nothing, right? 24, nothing in that game. Um, they were getting beat by the, the, by us in the Super Bowl by 10. Um, they were getting beat by, uh, the Titans. Yeah. Uh, and so they're a one half team and they have to get that figured out. You cannot play like that. It has to be a balanced game. And I don't know if it's people figuring them out, but if they stay patient the whole game and stay consistent, they win the game. But it's like, he forgets that at some point. Like I said to you over the weekend as well, it's like they kind of remind me of the LA Rams team with Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce and all these incredible pieces offensively um, that were just absolutely smacking teams. And, you know, the greatest show on turf, that whole uh, Marshall Falk. I mean, they have a very similar group of players that are just heavy hitters, you know, Tyreek over the top, Kelsey in the middle. Um, It seems like they can be dominant if they just put it all together for 60 minutes. And yet, here we are four AFC championships later with only one Super Bowl to show for it. And I, you know, everyone's trying to fit Patrick Mahomes in as this next guy that could potentially challenge Tom Brady. But when you don't take advantage of those situations, the last four years only come out with one, that's going to be a tough uphill climb, uh, the hill to climb, you know? So we'll see, we'll see how that goes for him. But Richard, this AFC group of quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you've got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Justin Herbert, you know, all, I believe under the age of 25, um, Richard have put you in, in the GM role here. If you were a GM and you have one of these guys for 10 years, which one are you picking? Well, I mean, you know, I, like I said before, I always felt like it was Herbert um, going in, but obviously he's had the incredible success, broke, broken records in his first two years. Uh, but you have to give Joe Burrow a nod at this point, you know what I mean, it, for what he's doing with a lot less than everybody else. You know, he's not doing that with the, the most talented offensive line. I mean, he has a lot of talent in the skill positions and wide receiver, but they're young. Right. These are veterans. You know, like Herbert has a, a an established all, all pro Pro Bowl veteran uh, in Keenan Allen. You know, he has Mike Williams. You know, he has really good players around him. He he has guys. He has Eckler, um, veteran players that are making plays for him. Uh, freaking Pat Mahomes has veterans. You know, he has Tyreek Hill. He has Travis Kelsey, the ultimate security blanket. Uh, he has Hardman. He has you know Jet McKinnon making plays for him. Uh, you can say the same thing about Josh Allen. We just talked to Gabriel Davis, who had four touchdowns and two on one in the divisional. And he also has Diggs, and he had Emmanuel Sanders and he had uh Cole Beasley. Uh and and Joe Burroughs is doing it with a lot less. You cannot name anybody. They're very below average offensive line. And he's freaking getting the job done all the way to the Super Bowl, regardless of circumstance. So you have to give him the nod. Richard, we're gonna bring on our guest next. Um, you know. Again, for all of those folks that have been following the Super 15 picks, Richard got the W this week. I'm really, really proud of him. Uh, So, you know, we'll see how he fares this week. But, Richard, I'll let you sign us off and welcome on our guest, Gabriel Davis. Well, I appreciate you, Mitchell. And, you know, I hear a little condescending in your tone, but I'll take that as well. You know, I'll take it with a smile. A win is a win, and I appreciate you having on, brother. I'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Hey, this is a Richard Sherman podcast brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy, the official fantasy partner of Caesar Rewards. To all my PFF listeners, it's time to get hooked up when you play. Get a $10 bonus when you deposit 10 by using the code PFF at registration. Just download Super Draft and start playing games like Super 15. Get your hands on some cash prizes, Caesar Rewards credits, and more. We're even hooking you up with free PFF 
elite subscription when you sign up. Just download the Superdraft app on Apple or Play Store, use the code PFF when you create an account, deposit $10 and get a free PFF elite subscription. The offer is only eligible for new accounts. Sorry everybody who's already subscribed, but new accounts, it's exciting. Super Draft Paid Fantasy Contests are available in 34 states. Must be 18 or older to play. Paid contests in most states. Visit superdraft.io for all eligibility restrictions. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It is a beautiful, beautiful day because guess who got the W? Yours truly, the Shermanator. Got a dub, beat Mitchell. Don't worry about the score, whether it was by one or a million, it doesn't matter. A win's a win, and it came in championship weekend. Cincinnati. You know what, Richard? You went in there with, with a sound strategy, and... Uh... I didn't doubt you, you know, uh, Patty Mahomes, I had Mahomes, I had uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, I had a couple of guys that were going off in the first half and then the Bengals just kind of shut the door on them and that was that. Yeah. But Rich, I, I, I honestly do think we need a, a recount here um, because while you did beat me, you beat me by one point. So I, I got to believe, you know, we got to get on the phone with the statisticians of the NFL because I believe Clyde Edward Hilaire might have had an extra couple of yards, you know. Uh, Patty Mahomes, maybe a couple extra yards somewhere they in that took game. took out my tight end in the first quarter cheaply, you know, unfortunately. Right. Terrible injury. Hope he's okay and, and heals quickly. But that gave you a chance, man. You jinxed him, dude. That's why he was on your roster. So no, he was, I jinxed Cincinnati in the best way. You know what I mean? It gave him the best kind of luck. Belief. Faith. Sure. Sure. Unwavering. Yep. I believe it. Uh, I believe this it. Week, this week, choose any six players for your matchup. So it's a little different. You don't have any price, just any six players. So this week I'm going with my boy, Joe Burrow again with his running mate, Jamar Chase. They double teamed him last week. They're not going to double team him this week. They're going to put, they're going to, they're going to put uh, Ramsey on him. And I'm sure that's going to be a competitive matchup. Joe Mixon. I need some things about you. Please. And thank you. T Higgins, Cincinnati. Do it for me again. Oh, wow. T Higgins and Evan McPherson. Wow. One more. Is there anyone more? One, two, three, four, five. I need one more. Who else can I pick? You guys don't have enough bangles on here. And Tyler yeah. Boyd. Okay. I see what you did there. You, you replicated what you did last week. You know what, Rich? I broke, don't break it. I, I'm going to go directly against you. I'm going to go with, uh, but I'm going to throw a little curveball. I'm going Cooper Cup with the 1.5 multiplier. I'm going to go with his uh, quarterback, Matthew Stafford, at the 1.25. Then we're going to go Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, we're going to go Cam Akers, and we're going to go the kicker, Matt Gay. I think that's six. So we're going to have a direct square off here. Let's see if my strategy of the 1.5 multiplier with Cooper Cup takes home the dub. I had to give you one though, Rich. I honestly did. I was feeling bad for you. Like I really was. I was I was contemplating texting you before the game started just to make sure you were all right. But I wanted to end the season on a two game winning streak. And that's that's what I'm on my way to doing. And you okay. know, that's just you know, it's just one of those things. But for everybody it. else who's trying to play this week, super dress, super fifteen contest, use the code PFF at registration. Registration, you hear me? Offer only eligible for new accounts, obviously. But remember, listen to me, not Mitchell. <laughs> good luck this week. It's good to have you on. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, no question, no question. You killed them boys the other night, well, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was trying to win. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wait, what? What you think was different for you that game? I mean, I, I, I mean, excuse me if I'm wrong. I don't remember you going for two on one on nobody. No, man, I just uh, got the opportunity to play a little bit more. And, you know, they was playing, they was doubling digs and uh, Beasley at times. And I was able to take take advantage of my one-on-one. -on -one, so Right. But, it, I mean, it, sometimes I didn't even know. I don't even know if it was one-on-one. -on -one. Was it, were, were they playing quarters? Because I know the one you made in fall, that was one. 
but the the seventy five yard bomb looked like they were playing quarters and safety. Yeah, they were just, playing quarters, and that safety was just uh, staying flat footed in his back pedal. So I said, "I'm about to run by him." <laughs> right, <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I feel like people like either they don't watch you on tape or they just don't got the scouting report or they just don't believe what they see because you way bigger and way faster than what they appear to think you are. Yeah, um, exactly. I got like deceptive, a deceptive speed. Like, you know, and I mean, I look fast, but once you get out there and I start to running, you know, if it's a little different. Right, right, right. I mean, you started to come on last year. I remember we played y'all and, and you were big as hell and, and y'all just had a great feel for what Josh likes to do. And you were running great routes. Diggs was running great routes. Um, I, I want to say BZ was banged up when we played y'all for San Fran. But um, mm-hmm. but but what do you think has allowed the growth? And and do you think it's poisoning you for for a big year next year? Because I think it is. You know, I think you finally freaking blossomed and like put it all together and put it out there. And it's like, hey, if you can do it once, you can do it as many times as you know. What I mean, you see fit, and you could be a Pro Bowl player. What do you think about uh, that going forward? Um, I mean, I feel like I came into a great situation when it come to having, you know, I had, I had digs, I had bees and I had smoke. I also had Dre uh, Roberts who, you know, was a kid return, but you know, he played receiver back in his younger days. Um, and then this previous year I had uh, Sanders as well in front of me. I had a lot of great receivers to learn, learn from and watch and, um, take, take things from here. And I always talk about even when he came this year, he helped me with the big thing, you know, I'm a big, big receiver, bigger guy, you know, still got some speed. Um, not the quickest, but. You know, he was teaching me how to jump off the ball. He was teaching me, you know, to stay low when it comes to getting in your stance and coming coming out of um coming out as soon as Josh hikes the ball and just get up the field quicker because again, you're you're really going against that D line more than anything to be able to give Josh some time. So you got to get open as fast as you can. You know, that was a big thing. I was a big stand up guy. Um, got low and he's like, use your strength to um as your advantage. You know, make a move and stay there no matter what and. You know, that's what that's what I took with me and it and it helped me a lot this year. And I know it's gonna help me progress more because especially when it comes to training now, you know, being more comfortable in that position with a forward leading stance and you know, more lower to still get off the press and still feel real comfortable doing that. Right, right, right. And I and I feel like the more you the more you've done, the more comfortable Josh has, has gone and felt with you. You know, obviously people have been doubling digs and doubling Beasley on third down in the slot and uh, E-Man, you know, we got to play with him in San Francisco. I only got to play with him like a half a season a year. We went to the Super Bowl, but man, he's an incredible veteran, uh, incredible pro really does a great job and everything he does route running hands, uh, taking his time, being patient within the route. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, it's, it's, he a cool receiver and I feel like he's always going to be underrated because you know, he got injured and, and you know, every now, now we're old. So, you know, it doesn't really matter about production anymore. Yeah. You're over 32, you're old and can't play no more, but yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. What do you, what do you think about these playoffs so far? I did not have the Bengals going all the way to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I mean, you know, when LA, LA making, it's not a surprise. They got a lot of great players. I feel like Matthew Stafford is top three, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Just watch him. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers even talked about it. Uh, I think either last year or two years ago, he talked about how Matthew Stafford is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. Um, and now he has the tools around him to show, you know, why he is and he's been balling. So I'm happy for that. Um, I like Joe Burrow. I played him in the Fiesta Bowl, uh, but three years ago, um, when I was at UCF and, you know, as soon as one of my guys blindsided him on a, on a, on an interception, you know, the whole game changed and he, he turned into the man he is now, you know what I'm saying? So right. got a lot of respect for him, a lot of, cause you know, he plays with swagger, he plays with confidence. Um, so, you know, I'm happy for him to be there. Do I wish we were there? 100%. I feel like, you know, when it came to a dog fight, we, we, we gave it our all and we had the guys to, to win it all this year. And, you know, we just came up short. No, I mean, I, I don't even know if y'all came up short. I mean, I know it's a sensitive subject because it just happened in a fresh wound, but these overtime rules, I feel like you got to give both teams a shot. You know what I mean? If you give one team a touchdown and you give the other team a shot and they don't get a touchdown on that position, get a ball, you know, game, game. Y'all didn't score game four down you didn't turn over on downs that's game but i feel like if you get both teams a shot at, at a touchdown i feel like nobody got nothing to complain about and i feel like that i don't know you know who knows what would happen in the game but i feel like that would have been fair yeah i mean yeah that game that game was literally whoever won the coin toss was gonna win the game you know we kept going back and forth with, with the points and it was literally the game of the coin toss at that point and hopefully that that game has showed that that rule should probably you know should be changed because you got to give people their shot to um 
to do it. I mean, if you're going off a coin and not off the skill of the players when they go out there on the field to defend um, their end zone, then, you know, that, 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 that is, you know, difficult to do. So um, what led you to go to UCF? You know what I mean? Did you just blossom late? Yeah. Yeah. I was a late bloomer, a guy who, you know, um, really blew up his last year and didn't really have offers coming into my senior year. And, um, luckily I had coach Frost and uh, coach Beckton and coach Walters who were really interested in me when they, um, cause my, one of my friends that previous year went to UCF as well, corner, uh, Brandon Moore, and he was telling them about me. Then they came and recruited me. And luckily, you know, um, they threw me the offer, but it was also close to home and I really didn't have anything bigger than that. Um, but I did love Frost and the way he ran, um, his system and the type of coach he was. Um, Coach Frost is, you know, by far, you know, one of the best head coaches I've ever had. Um, he's a player's coach. He takes care of his guys. He cares. He generally cares about the people he's around. Um, and that makes you want to, you know, win for him. And that's why I feel like we were so successful when it came to being at UCF. Yeah, I mean, y'all, y'all went undefeated that year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we won. Didn't lose a game that whole year. Yeah, that was that, that was crazy. Um what do you think of, did you think it was a huge jump from UCF to the league? You know, and, you know, cause everybody always says speed of the game, speed of the game, speed of the game. And some dudes respect it. Some dudes don't, they don't see it. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, um, I had my moments last year where I understood like, you know, the speed is different. I remember I was coming around to pull around for, uh, Jamal Adams to, um, to block him through like, I think it was like a B gap or something. And, you know, I put my head, I put my head down and he freaking, went right around me and almost made the tackle. And he was telling me, get your head up. And I remember that. I remember, um, who else was I going to block? Somebody, I think I was going to block Bobby Wagner too, one time. And you know, Bobby, Bobby, he's way bigger than people think he is. (laughs) Yeah. I see him in the middle. I'm like, God, bro, this dude's huge. Biceps are crazy. I know I went to, I know I went to go for him as well. And he kind of moved me out of the way too. Um, but it was more of that physical part when it came to going to block those bigger guys in the, in the hole that, um, kind of helped me realize, you know, what, um, what the NFL was about. All right. Grown man. Game. And the disguising of defenses too. When we had those option routes, you know, those get disguises, you know, you'll think it's freaking cover zero. All of a sudden you got guys dropping it's freaking cover two or it's Tampa or something. You're like, what the hell you like, you know, I'm out here, I'm out here running, I'm out here running a damn a post right into the safety when right I should have that, right. you know? So it was stuff like that too. When it comes to disguising those coverages, Chiefs did a really good job of that. Um, yeah. Chiefs did a 32 is really good at what he does when it comes to disguising and uh, what, it, what the true coverage is. Um, Got to give them hats off to that. But yeah, that's probably the disguising of the coverages. And then again, just having to go block those bigger physical guys in the hole. Right, right. I mean, it's a physical game. It's a grown man game. And it, it, that is a big change. I mean, it's changed it's changed, but I, I guess in college, they can put their hands on you longer down the field too. You know what I mean? So it's, it's mm-hmm. minuses uh, to both sides of the coin. Cause in the league, I mean, you can goddamn bully ball your way through anything and it'll probably be, you know, corner talking. So I ain't going to go there, but no, I can, I can try. <laughs> no, I understand. There's some calls I see sometimes. I'm like, ah, I really wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as what making it seem like. Right. It's, it's hard to play corner in this league. So is that where you had in the whole off season? Or have you bought a house and done all that? Um, I'm actually staying, I'm literally staying with my trainer. So okay. me and my trainer are staying at the same house. Um, and we'll be doing it like that, but we got a little house out here that just that we rent nothing crazy. Um, kind of just waiting for my second contract kind of thing to see where that leads to where, you know, I want to stay and what I want to do when it comes to that. Right, that right. I feel yeah. that. I feel that. So you train in Sanford. Um, you got any kids? No wife, no kids. No, just grind. No, kid, no kids. Just grinding, man. Just hey, grinding. I got dogs. I got two dogs. I like that. I like that. That's the how it should be. You know, especially when you're young in your career, you know, guys are always like, what should I invest in? What should I do? This? What should I do with this? I, I say, I mean, put your head down to the grind and try to get to the second deal. If you don't get to the second deal, don't spend all your money of your first deal. Act like you don't got no money. You know, tell people you don't got no money. And a lot of people run into the family issues. Where it's like, hey, you know, my mom's calling me for money, the family calling me for money. Boys be broke before they ever get to that second contract. So take care of your chippers. Yeah, exactly. I always say, you know, when you talk about the investment side and what you're buying and this and that, it's just like, if you just do what you're supposed to do on the field every year, you're going to be fine. And you'll be able to do that four years down the road when you're in the league. Like, it's something I feel like people don't need to, I mean, some people do it, they do it a smart way. But for me, I'm just like, man, I'm not even really worried about any of that until I get to my second contract where the real money's at for me. 
Um, so I know if whatever I need, whatever I want in life, I know if I'm successful on the football field, everything else will come. How's, how's McDermott as a coach? You know, how's he? Yeah, no, McDermott's great. Um, you know, don't have any, any bad things to say about him. I feel like he's a great head coach. That's why he was able to turn the program around, bring the right people in, um, for us to be successful, you know? Um, he's a cool guy. He's a wrestler too. So he's a wrestler. Yeah. But, um, he's just, he is a good coach. He, he listens to his players and, you know, obviously there's times where we can have, you know, disagreements, but at the end of the day, I feel like there's no coach and no, there's not a lot of coaches like him. Right. Definitely feel like he is, you know, one of the top head coaches in the NFL. Yeah, sure. that much as a parent, it seems like, I mean, since he's gotten there, it's been a freaking remarkable what Buffalo has become. I mean, how hard y'all play, your system y'all run, how effective y'all are. Y'all always in the hunt. I think y'all, y'all won the East, what, twice since he's been there? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, won the East twice since he's been here, yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible in itself because Buffalo has struggled for a really long time, and now y'all got a ton of talent, y'all got a great defense, y'all got a great offense. I mean, y'all got everything it takes. Um, what's the expectation going into next year for, for the team, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just, I feel like, you know, the expectation is the same. Um, we know our goal, we know what we have to do to get there. Um, and it's just really just holding everybody accountable to that standard on what we set on what, on what we want to be as a football team. Um, like that's the biggest thing when it comes to being a great football team is you got to be able to hold the best of the best accountable and your best and, and your best players have to be your best guys on the team as well. You know? Okay. I mean, you're right. You're right. The hardest workers, they got to be, they got to be what you, what you need to be at least to set the example for the rest of the team. And, uh, I, I just saw Ken Dorsey got promoted as your OC. What do, what do you think of that? I mean, obviously. I love, yeah, I love Doris. Um, Doris is a smart guy. Um, that's, I feel like that's what we kind of knew was going to happen when, um, Dave's left. You know, Dave's, I mean, I'm, I'm Dave's is the best OC. You know what I mean? Like, Dave, knows how to dice it up you know right. what i mean i've seen someone like that who really knows football and understands it at such a level that he does um but you know i got a lot of i got a lot of faith in dorsey as well because obviously you know dorsey has been in the same room with him too and right. dorsey it thinks like that on the sideline as well so super excited to have yeah. doors that's, that's how you know you got a strong program when you got when you got that like that stable like hey we lost one guy we got got the replacement right there in house and ready to go. Uh, it's been a weird year in the NFL. You know, Tom just retired. Drew retired the year before. I think Ben left. It's like the changing of the guard. You got all these young quarterbacks uh, coming in and playing really well. I mean, shoot, outside of Stafford. I mean, Stafford's in the Super Bowl, but um, you almost had a bunch of young guys in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I mean, it, it feels like the changing of the guard, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely changing. Um, I mean, you see all of the guys, you know, you talk about the young quarterbacks. You have, um, again, you have Josh, you have Burrow, you have Herbert. Um, who else? Still got Mahomes. Is considered oh, yeah, young. clearly. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Josh, Mahomes, you got uh, Herbert, you got Burrow, you got all those All those guys are balling. I mean, uh, what's your face isn't doing too bad for Patriots either. Um, oh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, you know, um, he, he's falling into that system well. And, I feel like he's going to turn out to be something good for the Patriots and, and, and be there for a long time. So excited to see what happens with that. But um, no, we definitely, it, there's been, a, there's been a, a shift, but it's, it's looking good though with the talent that we have as quarterbacks, as these young quarterbacks are coming up, like no one's missing a beat. It is. It is. I mean, if Buffalo, I mean, if uh, Cincinnati had any kind of semblance of an O line, it, it'd be, it'd be really hard to deal with them, but you know, they make that boy Burrow fight for his life every play. Like it's a screen hey, pass. Hey, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, Burrow, Burrow does good with the pressure on his face, man. He does real well and he stands in that pocket and he takes it. And, and Burrow's a big dude now. You know what I'm saying? Burrow's really? a big guy. Oh, yeah. Like Burrow's like, I think he's like 6'3, six, 6'4, six, like, like two, probably like 230. Like, what? yeah, Burrow's not small. Yeah, when I saw him at the combine, he walked around with his chest all out. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not doing none of the drills today. You know, <laughs> like my man, no, but he got that swagger, he got that confidence about him. You know, it's good. what did it's you good. think of that process? I've been to ask you that too. Like, like because people have you have like dreams of I'm gonna go to the combine, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Then you get there, you're like, I never do this again. I never <laughs> ever. Don't invite me back. Don't call me. 
Yeah, exactly. Now you'd be so happy when it's all over, man. You'd be like, bro, ain't no way. I got to sit in this lobby and watch other players go get interviews while I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Right. Like, oh, till 11 o'clock? Like, come on, man. Ain't no way y'all need to be down here. Bruh, they had me do six MRIs when I first landed. I'm like, bruh, I ain't even have six surgeries. Like, come on. Oh, yo. Yeah, yo, I feel bad for the people who go in there with injuries because you're gonna be in the ho- you're gonna be in the hospital all day. Oh. All day. Terrible. Terrible. I and then it. you wake up 4 a.m. to pee. Then you gotta be up the rest of the day. Then they want you to run, jump, and do all that. And they're like, huh, why are you not performing as well as we used to? Well, because I ain't slept. Well, yeah, and then it's like, and then it's like us, we did it at night. So we were doing stuff all day, and then at night we had ours. So it was just like it was weird. We did it weird too. I think we had I think we had ran 40, ran routes, and then we did the shuttle in the L. And it was like, we, we thought we were done after the routes, and we had to do shuttle in the L. And it was like, man, we just ran about 20 routes. And some of us had to go twice because there weren't enough players, but there was, like, not enough receivers, but there was a lot of quarterbacks. Wow. So, like, I, yeah, I ran, like, I probably ran combine. I probably ran, like, five, six post corners. Oh, man, I, hell, hell no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and my guy was out there with us too, Chad, my 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 uh my receiver coach. Now, you know, he was showing interest from the jump, and you know, he's he's freaking the best receiver coach. You know, that's that's my guy for sure. Yeah, I mean, shit, that's it's it, it's see, it, you know, they they really make you feel like like it's gonna be a beautiful thing, like the combine is so exciting, and then you get there and it's like, like, bro, first off, y'all got me weighing in, and I'm feeling uncomfortable about this whole ordeal. Y'all y'all sitting there watching <laughs> me with nothing on but draws. And it's like, yeah. y'all couldn't, somebody couldn't just text y'all the numbers? Like, y'all had to sit here and watch me get on this damn scale? Yeah, is the way my body look going to make you not want to pick me, man? I feel like that's what it is, too. Because, you know, you got guys like Chase Claypool who walk up there and it's like, hey, yo, this guy looks like the real deal. Right. Then I get up there and I walk up there like, ah, this guy doesn't look <laughs> Oh, my, my coach, Troy Walters, he was at uh, he's, he was at Cincinnati. He's at Cincinnati now. He's my UCF coach. He's like, man, why are you walking up there looking all nervous? I'm like, yo, you got me on this uneven floor walking in front of a bunch of people with nothing but draws on. Like, how you want me to feel? How, how, how exactly do you want me to be in this situation? Like, what notes are y'all writing down right there? That's I walk I up there. I walk up there, 190 pounds, bird chest. And this is right after, like, Robert Sands walk up there, like, diesel. He plays safety, but I was just like, like, I yeah, tried man. to get a, you know, 30-piece push-ups in. It was like, yeah. just go ahead and try to get a low pump. But it's like, man... What's the point? Like, I can play football. Look, turn the tape on. If I, if y'all think I can play, get me. If y'all don't, then, like, cool. That's what I'm saying, man. I got to walk up there. I said, I said this, don't, and it don't mean nothing, because you know my man, Justin Jefferson. My man, Justin Jefferson, is a baller. Right. Straight baller. But, man, when this man took his shirt off, I looked at this man, I said, yo, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, but... Hey, my man get my man get the job done. He get it done. I mean, that's, that's what I realized. I said, man, this shit, that 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 don't matter, bro. Like, that don't, this man gets the job done. None of it, bro. We had mm-hmm. in my in my second because we we was the second part of the group. So the other group ran the forty first. We did the Burton stuff first, which was annoying because then we had to wait. We had to warm up, do all that. Then we had to wait two hours to get the forty, and just like yeah. not great. But we had like four, four, five, four twos in my group. And oh. I'm like, like, bro, I'm gonna give y'all four, five, and like, I hope somebody like it. You know, exactly. <laughs> like, I swear I could play. You know yeah, yeah, I had, yeah, because that's what I said. I'm like, man, I'm gonna run this four, five. All these dudes out here running fast, and it was good because I ended up watching a clip. Um, after I got drafted, clearly, you know, uh, being my GM, you know, those guys and Joe Shane, who's now with uh with the Giants, um. They were talking to like, you know, all we need is this guy to run like a four or five. You know, we know we can play football, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm running the four or five and I ended up running good. And, um, you know, I was like, once I seen that, I was like, oh, so they already knew they was going to play. Right. So it didn't even matter. Right. You know like it didn't even matter. You know, they wanted the four or five. They already understood it. 220, yeah. you know, like, I mean, come on, man. What you want from my guy? You know, I, there, ain't, there ain't but so much many uh, Chase Claypools out there, you know, big old 235 running four threes and man. Right. Look, look, look Pat P. Pat P came out 230, 6'1, 4'2. Yeah. I said, yeah. come on now. What y'all want me to do with that? I, I, I can't give you nothing. I can't give you nothing but hard work. I, I, I promise y'all, y'all pick me. I got something for you. <laughs> I got something for you. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. how I be, man. That process, man, it's crazy. So, what about draft day? Draft day for you? It was it was quiet. You chilling? Oh, or did y'all do something gosh. big? 
Yeah, no, draft day, I, the, obviously the first day, you know, I was like, I'm not going first. Right. But I'm thinking I could go to second. I go third round. I'm thinking I can go third round. And I had a bunch of people over. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I still thought, like, man, I'm, I probably won't go, but I'm going to have people over. And I had, I had, you know, everybody, all my friends from back home and people, you know, that, you know, family and, you know, everybody I grew up with. And the numbers are going. And second round's over. I'm like, all right, whatever. We get to the third round. And I'm just like, all right, somebody, one of these teams got, got to pick me. One of these teams got to pick me in this third round. And we get to the end of the third, and no one picks me. And I'm holding back, like, how, like, like I'm just hurting right now because I'm so embarrassed because I'm like, I had all these people come. I didn't get picked, and I'm so embarrassed. So I got up. I thanked everybody for coming. Thanks for the support. Blah, blah. Everybody left. You know, a lot of my friends and stuff stayed. We had a big house. And I went in the bathroom and I just cried. Like I just cried. I was, I was, I was so hurt from, um, you know, just embarrassed, just thinking that I embarrassed myself because I had all these people come and it didn't happen. Um, then the next day came and some people came back and, uh, I ended up getting picked and, you know, that was the best moment of my life. And I, that's when I'm, you know, knew I was like, well, I'm gonna show them that, you know, it wasn't a mistake that they picked me and I won't let them know that, you know, I should have, I should have been earlier because, right. You know, so, you know, we all have that, you know, a lot of guys have that story. No, I had that. I had a similar cause we had no money. So we, we still kind of living in Compton when I, when I'm, when, you know I mean? Draft is coming up and it's the lockout year. So it's yeah. like, oh, like yeah. no contact, nobody really, like I had one interview the whole time and mm-hmm. it was like, bro, like I barely got invited to the combine only after I played the senior bowl and I did well in the senior bowl, then they called me for the combine. So so my mom goes all out though, maxes out every credit card she got and rents a suite in Vegas. That's oh. right. And I said, come on, Ma. I'm not even sure I'm getting drafted. Like, don't do me like this. So yeah. now uh, same situation as you first day, everybody comes though. And I'm like, I'm not going in the first day. Like still, we want to watch it with you for what? Like, like I don't want to watch it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't even feel like watching this. Right. And they sit, we sit there and it go through the whole draft. No call, no nothing. Then everybody leave. They're like, oh, we'll be back tomorrow. It's like it's happening tomorrow. I'm like, I don't think it's happening tomorrow. Like, but so chill out. Everybody come call back. My agent called me. He's like, he's like, it's a couple teams, the Patriots, Baltimore. We're talking. They called me, said, Hey, they're choosing between you and a couple other guys. Like, there's a chance you can go in a second. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not really like you said, because you can't get your hopes up. You don't want to get your heart broke. Mm-mm, no. And so I don't even get my hopes up, but everybody come back. We sit there, we sit there, nothing, no call, no nothing. Name after name after name, whole whole thing goes. Appreciate everybody. They all go out and drink with you. We in Vegas. They go party and have a good time. Boy, I'm in my room, balling, pissed. Like, y'all gotta be effing kidding me. Like, y'all, you know what I mean? Even though I knew I wasn't going. Like, yeah, now yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think I might not go at all. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get, like, you know what I mean? And my agent's trying to reassure me. He's like, oh, no, it's going to happen. Like, like these couple teams, I go back in there. Only people in there on third day were me, my mom, my dad, and my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. That's it. And we just sitting there. And, and nobody even watched the TV. We just sitting there like, like all right, we're going to just wait these couple hours. If it don't happen, like, I'm going to try to enjoy myself. Like, forget it. I can, you know what I mean? Maybe somebody give me a free agent. And my phone rings. It's a, it's a four, two, five area code. And I'm st- like, I'm, I, I want it to be like excited. Like is a, but I'm too pissed. I'm too hurt already. <laughs> I was too hurt. Yeah. I was like, John Snyder called. I'm like, like, bro, this is the best decision you ever made. Like, yeah, I hear you. Like, cool, cool. Now nah, this is the best decision you ever made. Like, still pissed. Cause I'm like, y'all should have called me earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they ain't picked you, like yeah, but I should have, I should have been in your in your second round pick. I should have been in your second round option. You out here right. choosing me all late. Y'all, y'all calling me all late, and then this was the scariest part. After that, we couldn't talk to him again. Yeah. So after we talked to him, we didn't get no signing bonus, no nothing. We didn't talk to him again till training camp. Dang. Oh yeah, because the lockout. Right. So y'all had the lockout. Yeah. So that's the weird. That's the weirdest year. Kind of like our year, we had the COVID year. You know, you guys had the lockout year, we had the COVID year. Yeah. That that was super weird, but we couldn't come into the facility. We couldn't call nobody. Like, nobody gave us no direction. We don't know what we're doing. I'm just working out by myself. Like, all right, well, hopefully somebody call. Well, didn't, well, doesn't that mean that you guys didn't have a playbook or anything then the whole time? Right. Right. 
So yeah, the first, you guys just had to go into a naked kind of. First day we came in to work and got everything was first day of training camp. Yeah, I was like, we, they about to cut us off. They about to cut yeah. all of us. <laughs> it was yeah. it was crazy, but the rest is history, you know. Oh, of course. Then you went on to freaking <laughs> right to, to to make them right. <laughs> <laughs> to make them right. Yeah, to make them right, man. Oh my gosh. I remember watching you when I was little, man. You and you and uh crabs, you got into it, man. Oh my gosh. Right, 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 right. You know, man. We had we had legit beef. Yeah, uh, I know. Sometimes you need that because it sets you up for everything else after that. That's the craziest thing. It gets you so much publicity to the point where it's like, I don't know, it gives you so much attention, like in the right way. Right? No question. But it but it also gives you a little bit of the bad, you know how fans are, especially social yeah. media age. That was like at the beginning of Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it was like early on. So people, people were coming at my neck like you no other. Yeah. And you know, like you get the positive, but the loud, the, the negative is always a little louder than the positive for some reason. And what it was coming, but it was it, it was cool, man. It, it's it has worked out positively for me, my family, and and I've appreciated it. But I just appreciate the game, man. It's fun. Yeah, I mean that's what we do. We go out there and compete. You know, some people don't understand that. That's why they're not in the position. Right, no question. You, do. you a gamer at all? Yeah, I'm a gamer, man. Look, hold on, man. All right. All right. Show me your bill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I gotta yeah, get I'm you, gonna... I gotta get your tag after this. What you what you yeah. on? I mean, well, I'd be on the I'd be on some real. Like I'd be on a st- escape from Tarkov. Have you ever heard of that game before? Uh-huh. What is it about? It's a technical game. It's like it's this Russian Russian made game. It's like you try to survive. Um, in these raids. So you get put on the map and you survive these raids for 30 minutes. You go around and you loot um, everything. And then like there's PV is PVE. So it's, you got computers and you got um, obviously other players all on the map with you as well. Right. Uh, and there's quests you have to do and stuff like that while you're surviving. And it's a dope, it's a dope game for sure. It's, it's hard. super dope. It sounds like, yeah. you, like you're going to get pissed off a lot, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a learning, that's a learning game. It takes, it takes, you know, people a long time to be good at this game, understand everything. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to add you because I'm probably not playing Escape from Turkov right away. But you know, I mean, I'm sure you play some of the regular ones too. Yeah, I can play the regular ones too. I do whatever. I don't play Madden and stuff though. That's one. Thing. I don't no. play sports. I, I don't play football games. I don't. I, yeah, I can't do that. That's I felt bad because I was on the cover of it and I hadn't played it in years. And they're like, "Hey, we want you to play in this tournament." I was like, "I'll be. What well, they about to come kick my ass?" I'm yeah, exactly. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not. Because I'm not getting reps. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good. Yeah, that's the same stuff I be doing, bro. I know exactly how you feel. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I ain't gonna take too much of your time. I'm gonna let you get to your game, and I appreciate you oh, coming yeah, on. Good. No, I'm glad you had me. It was awesome. You know, I grew yeah. up freaking watching you. Now I'm on your podcast. Definitely, definitely something that uh to to remember for sure. Bye bye. Bye bye. Keep the traffic.